of this we are prepared to... uh, yeah 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 so for Christmas um, and I know this is coming out way past Christmas but I got a lot of Alexa products like <laughs> the dot and the show and um, every day that Sarah has come over we spent at least like an hour and a half playing <laughs> music trivia games on this Alexa you would think that we would be better, but I guess I listen to, well, I personally listen to really eclectic, out there music. I just don't listen to music that I don't own on CD. See, okay, if they did musicals, I feel like you would do oh, really well. Oh, we would be so good at musicals. I, I mean, you're already really good because you're able to think fast. I guess my <laughs> brain is just not very quick to... <laughs> it's, I get anxiety, <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun, uh... So yeah, if they had like musicals or Disney or something like, we would be we would probably bomb. fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, but it'd be okay. Yeah, but yeah, so so much so much of us just literally standing in my kitchen, not even sitting, well, standing. You sit on the island sometimes, yeah. but just standing, <laughs> screaming at Alexa for not understanding that we got the right person. I get so offended when she doesn't <laughs> get it. It's really aggressive, but I mean, I feel like I'm in the I feel like I've been wrong. You have been. You know? You've been wronged. You've been robbed points. <laughs> even though we don't even play against each other, no, we, we, help e- we help each other if I we know I get offended the for you whenever it's on your, your, um... Like, team? Yeah, because I'm like, no, I got it right for her, so she <laughs> could get these points. How dare you not give her the points that she deserves? <laughs> it's bad. And then for me, I'm just like, Wow. No, yeah, you did that. Oops. (laughs) Meet me in the Walmart parking lot at two p.m. Come on, Alexa, let's go. Hold my earrings. I'm coming. Oof, that's fine. (laughs) So, what is this show about, Sarah? I feel like if we have any new listeners, they will be so confused because they don't even know what we're gonna talk about. No. So, uh, hi. After that four-minute-long rant, we are answer choice E, all of the above. I am Sarah. I'm Jess. This is a variety show. <laughs> we talk about all things cool and kooky. Yeah, we are so goofy, according to our moms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? <laughs> Anyways, so what we do is our odd numbers. We pick out a random state. And if you go and listen to our past episodes, we might have already covered your state. If not, it will be coming. Yeah. And then for our even ones, we do random whatever. And what is ours for this week? So this week, it's the 2000 decades, uh, such as the 2000 and 2010s. So anything between 2000 and 2020 was our kind of range of stories. We're going to have a great time trying to come up with a name for this. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going to have to be something about, like, 20 years. or we'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be great. The dancing decades. 
But it's two. Dose decades. <laughs> so anyways, that's basically the gist. We also have uh, subtopics that we randomly draw from our good pal, the 1964 Globe Usur that is broken. That's for USSR in case no one made that connection. I hope that you know how the USSR is spelled. <laughs> Anyways, so, our subcategories. Psychology. Oh, paranormal. History. Lore. <laughs> true crime. Uh, conspiracy theories. So, we'll see what we got this week. Uh, we always start our episodes off with some trivia, because we love doing trivia. <laughs> Ooh, let's hope I remember the answers to my trivia, because... Ooh. Yeah. Because I did not write in them. Okay. Well, I'm going to start. Are you prepared? As I'll ever be. Okay. So, trivia one. What is the term for when made-up stories fill in gaps in your memory? Oh, snap. A, scribing. B, chunking, C, transposition, D, confabulation, or E, schemizing. Schemizing. We go ski with our miserly friends. <laughs> um, wow. So, I can't even make any jokes about this. These are just weird names. You're welcome. I came up with the most of them. Chunking? Is that your answer? No. <laughs> okay. I'm just confused. It's like okay. chipmunking. Uh, I'm going to go with scribing. It is not. It is actually confabulation. I the silliest like of the words. That is whenever you have gaps in your memory and your brain just tries to figure out like the most logical way to fit in mm-hmm. the answer of what happened. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love brains. Me too. Brain matters. So, (laughs) (laughs) so my first one is when was MySpace.com created? Oof. So, a September twenty fifth, two thousand three. It's one of my ex boyfriend's birthday. Not two thousand (laughs) three. He was born in two thousand three. No. Um. Thankfully. August first, two thousand four. January 30th, 2003, November 1st, 2004, or E, none of the above. Okay, blind guess. I don't want to guess one of my ex's birthdays, which is weird that I remember it. No. It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> you kind of had a wheeze. Tonight. I know, I did that on purpose. It was literally my first boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> like, first. Um... I'm going to guess November 1st, simply because I think that would make MySpace a Scorpio. <laughs> I mean, it would. Yeah. But no. Well, that was my reasoning. Because <laughs> MySpace seems like a Scorpio hell site. Or a Leo. Oh. And that would be August 1st. Gotcha. 2004. Okay, so close-ish. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was actually fairly... I was like, oh, so close. But I like right. your reasoning. Right? <laughs> I mean, it could fit either of them. Honestly. Yeah. So, MySpace was created on August 1st, 2004. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever have a MySpace? No, I wasn't allowed Me to neither. have one. My older cousin had one. And so, like, I got to see, like, mm-hmm. people using it and how he would customize it and have, like, his top friends list and his music and all that stuff. But I was... And this is completely wrong, 
but I was told, well, it might not be completely wrong, but I was told that only bad kids had MySpace accounts and only troublemakers had them. So. I was never allowed either, but a lot of my friends had MySpace, so mm-hmm. I would go to their house and I think I was like their MySpace. Yeah, I was like a year or two too young. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a little bit older, I think I would have had one. I don't think my parents would have let me. Yeah, it depends on my parents. I'm I wasn't sure. able to have an email until I was thirteen, I which was, was like the legal age. Yeah, when I because I got a Facebook too, but yeah. I wasn't like allowed to use it that much. Yeah. The, Eighth grade year was a changer for me because I got my, f- no, I got my phone, sev- no, eighth grade. I got my phone eighth grade. I got my email and Facebook and all of that eighth grade year. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Okay. Trivia number two. What scientist's thought experiment is cited in the multiverse theory? A. Schrodinger. B. Mendel. C. Tesla, D, Copernicus, or E, Descartes? I feel like you would know this if you really thought about it and not blind guess it. Yeah. Is it Mendel? It's not. Or is it Tesla? It isn't Tesla, I don't think. It's Schrodinger. Yeah. Like Schrodinger's cat. Mm-hmm. You know that experiment? Did you ever hear of that one? If you start talking about it, maybe. You probably have. I had to explain it to my parents recently because I was talking about it. Um, so Schrodinger's cat is when Schrodinger put a cat in a box and he was like, is it dead or is it alive? But you couldn't tell without like looking in the box. And so it was simultaneously dead and alive because we didn't know. I didn't know that one. Yeah, there's, and I'm sure that's probably not even like entirely accurate what I just said, but there's a lot more science behind it and like the gist, the particles released and like Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Cause he was like, you can't prove if it's dead or alive without touching or opening the box. Unless you hear it. Unless you hear it. But like, what if it was asleep or something? Like he was saying that it simultaneously exists in both planes. Cause we don't know. So I love this stuff. Yeah. Wow. And I might sound like a complete doofus, and that's completely wrong, but that's how I understood it. <laughs> no, that's a... I mean, I If I sound it. like a complete doofus, don't correct me. I'll be sad. <laughs> or correct me in a very nice way. Yes. We like... I like learning, but not from yeah. mean people. We Constru- like constructive criticism. When did the spiritualist movement begin? <gasps> in A, 1790... B, 1800, C, 1920, D, 1840, or E, 1900. This reminds me, I was in the production of You Can't Take It With You, and the mom in that, she's like, my greatest solace is spiritualism. And like, (laughs) that line, for some reason, always stuck out to me Mm because of the way the actress said it. Anyways. I love that. I have no idea. I don't even remember what year you can't take it with you was based in because then I could have done some sort of Sherlock deductions but I have none Hmm. so I'm gonna guess 1840 that's a good yeah that's right (laughs) I'm happy wow well the spiritualist movement is a really it 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 doesn't just involve spiritualism it also involves the Great Awakening and all of the Second Great Awakening mm-hmm. and religion itself had a really big awakening, I guess. Religion like a rebirth sort yeah. of Renaissance. 
pretty much, um, but it's the second one, and this one had a lot. This is where the evangelicalist Christians came about. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where spiritualism had a really big impact, and this is where other religions as well became more comfortable with speaking out about their religion Mm -hmm. and the spiritualist movement is most famous for mediums became really that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah. mediums you had a psychics a psychic and it's where it was more accepted and Mm -hmm. the elite and the wealthy would go and spend Mm -hmm. a lot of money seek them out yeah and they would have big parties just based around spiritualist stuff Mm -hmm. and tarot was really popular this is also where the Ouija board was invented, and which was the talking board, and the Waluigi board. Yeah, and um, pendulums and crystals, and it's like how today we would go to Long Island to see Teresa. Yeah, it's real, and you can say that our world is kind of seeing a more spiritualist movement again as well. Yeah, because it's more accepted to practice these things mm-hmm. to practice wicca or yeah. to have different like chakras and crystals and stuff like that yeah. hippies hippies <laughs> and i do not mean it in a negative fashion because i'm also fascinated with all of it so yeah absolutely no no disrespect no disrespect all. to anyone because i think it's pretty interesting too. yeah that's interesting. Okay, I can't wait to hear your story. I have no idea what it's going to be about. MySpace and spiritualism. <laughs> Haunted MySpace page. Let's go. Oh um, my gosh. Did I guess? No, I'm kidding. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Okay. I don't think I'm going to do this topic the full justice that it could have, but I did my best. And that's, that's all we can, all we ask, can ask for. Wow, so, I read your mind. So I drew conspiracy theory. Boom. So for two decades of conspiracy theory, uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something very prominent. Yeah. So as you know, these past years, especially this past decade, like from the 2010s to now, conspiracy theories became very, very popular and it was like very widespread and I believe, and I'll probably talk about it a little bit later, but... It also has to do with the widespread internet usage. But I did what I thought was the most well-known. And I chose the false memory effect, also known as the Mandela effect. Wow, that's a really big topic. Yes. That's why I'm saying I don't think I did it. I didn't do all of it. The Berenstein Bears. Yes. <laughs> that's um, all I basically know. That's all it's on. <laughs> We're just going to talk about... Mama and Papa Bear <laughs> for an hour. Um, no. So first, I did want to kind of go into a little bit of, like, the science and stuff behind why we Please. have... Okay, why we have false memories. So a false memory is a fabricated or distorted recollection of an event. Such memories can be 100% made up or they can have some facts that are mixed with falsehood, like how I was talking about earlier, how your brain just kind of throw stuff in there to try to make things make sense. Memory mistakes are actually pretty common. Memory is very prone to fallacy, which is falsehood. People can feel completely confident that their memory is accurate, but this confidence is no guarantee that a particular memory is correct. Sometimes having a false memory is not that big of a deal, like rem- like remembering that you locked the door and you didn't quite lock the door, 
but sometimes it's really serious, like falsely remembering the details of an accident that you witnessed. Yeah. So there's a lot of the margin of error and the amount of repercussion for false memories is very wide. While we all experience memory failures from time to time, false memories are unique in that they represent a distinct recollection of something that did not happen. So like you're sure that it happened, but it didn't. It's not about forgetting or mixing up details of things that we did experience. It's about remembering things that we never experienced in the first place. So it's not just like remembering something wrong. Okay, but yeah, it's about remembering things that never happened. Like it's it's completely normal to mm-hmm. remember things just slightly wrong, but it's something you actually did, you know, have happened to you. This is just remembering totally inaccurate things. Mm. And then you wouldn't know if you did it. Exactly. That's so terrifying. I am a person with memory problems. Like I have a lot of things. <laughs> It sounds like your coming out video. Uh, no, it's PTSD-ish things. But, so I have a lot of memory issues. And so that's one thing that I'm like really worried about is that I don't actually remember things, but I remember things people tell me to remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, does it also count? I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Does it also count if you convince yourself of a memory? I'm not sure because I know that that does happen, especially with children and lies. Mm -hmm. Because children, if they practice a lie enough, they truly start to believe it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it could. I feel like it could be a false memory. Because my mom told me about her older sister basically putting herself in a situation that she wasn't even in. Because my Mm -hmm. mom and her youngest sister went on a vacation with their grandfather. And she's saying she was there too? Yeah. And she, because she heard the stories about the mm-hmm. car ride, mm-hmm. she put herself in it and she fully believes that she was there. Yeah. But she wasn't. She isn't even in the pictures and she just says that she was elsewhere. I, I think that that could be a false memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like I said, that's one of my like big fears is yeah. that what I remember isn't what actually happened, but it's what I've been told. Yeah. So, why do false memories happen? Uh, There are many factors that can influence false memory, such as misinformation and misattribution of the original source of the information. Existing knowledge and other memories can also interfere with the formation of a new memory, causing the recollection of an event to be mistaken or entirely false. So, I I think that kind of backs up what we were saying about your family. False memories can have really serious implications Researchers have found that false memories are one of the leading causes of false convictions, usually through the false identification of a suspect or false recollections during police interrogations. Interesting. Well, I mean, if you have someone saying, like, this was the guy that killed this person, and they're convinced, that's, like, the, the the human eyewitness is a very touch and go thing like it's not as strong as it used to be in the court of law I believe because people can be swayed that's why they try to get multiple people to confirm that makes sense yeah used to it wasn't as like we need to double check used to it was like well this person said it but I mean also with media Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to get away with things because it isn't just for eyewitnesses because they're on the scene. It's also like video thousands and... <laughs> of eyewitnesses because if they are able to get picture or video mm-hmm. evidence, 
then the whole world could see it. Yeah. There was this research that showed just how easily... Oh my gosh, I just remembered this. Um, This is really interesting, so just listen. Okay. I, I mean, I am. So <laughs> there was a research done... Or a research. There was a... There was research done that showed just how easily and readily false memories can form. So in one study, participants watched a video of an automobile accident, and then they were asked some questions about what they saw in the film. Pretty normal. Some participants were asked, how fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other? While others were asked the same question, but the words smashed into were replaced with the word hit. So one person was asked... How fast were the cars going when they smashed into each other? And the other people were asked, how fast were the cars going when they hit each other? The implications are different with the words changed. So when participants were given a memory test pertaining to the accident a week later, so there was a week between this entire event, those who had been asked smashed into recalled or were more likely to have a false memory of seeing broken glass. Isn't that interesting? Whoa. Just the verbiage, just the words that you choose can deeply affect a memory. By saying smashed versus hit, they imagined glass. It makes me question my memory. So could it also be related to how, how do you ask this question? So, how uh, perceptive you are to detail, could that also have an implication? Because some people are more big picture Mm -hmm. focused, while some people are more focused on the minor details. Yeah, and so if if you were big picture focused, and then someone asked you the smashed into question, your brain could have filled in the gaps. Right. Confabulation. Yeah. But then if you're more detail focused... Then you might have just been like, like you would have seen yeah. that. Weird. Yeah. I think that definitely the way you think would probably infect, uh, infect it, affect it. Infect it and yes, affect it. Both. Um, as expected, if they were interviewed immediately after the event when the details were still really vivid, people are less likely to be influenced by misinformation. But if the interview is delayed for a period of time, people are most likely to be affected by potential false information, such as... The study when they asked a week later. So the term Mandela effect was coined by the self-described paranormal consultant Fiona Broom after she discovered that other people shared her false memory of the South African civil rights leader Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. So there's a whole group of people that remember him dying in prison. But the fact is he died on December 5th, 2013. At the age of 95 in his home in Johannesburg, South Africa. Johannesburg. Johannesburg, is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Oh. But I mean, I like Johannesburg better. No. No, it's Johannesburg. I'm sorry, guys. I've never been to South Africa. But, so a lot of people believed that he died in the 1980s, and then other people believed that he died in 2013, which is what happened. That's so According to this universe. This universe. Yes. Um... (laughs) I actually knew people that were like, wait, because we you see it on like Facebook or something when people yeah. die. And they're like, didn't he die a long time ago? <laughs> no. No, he didn't. Some people do attribute this disparity to the many worlds or multiverse interpretation of quantum mechanics. <laughs> so. I love this stuff. 
I know. And I'm not going like super into it. That's okay. But enough. So it is important to keep in mind that the mini world's interpretation was developed to explain the results of physics experiments and it wasn't made to explain the Mandela effect. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, some people believe that the shared memory isn't actually false and that those who remember a different past were actually in a parallel reality with a different timeline that somehow got crossed with the current one. Yeah. So that's that's why they think that, well, in a different timeline, he did die in jail. Okay. And it just crossed. And so the facts are different. Weird. Because there was such a large amount of people. It wasn't just, like, one person who thought this. Yeah. So, um, some people attribute the Mandela effect as the outcome of our tendency to believe what others suggest to be true. Dude. Yeah. Because we were very, um, influenced yeah. by others. So when, infor- when misinformation is introduced, it could actually compromise the fidelity of an existing memory. So, if you said, like, oh, do you remember that girl who wore purple yesterday? And I'd be like, do you mean the one who wore yellow? Mm -hmm. It could affect your memory to be like, yeah, she was wearing yellow and she wasn't. She was wearing purple. Yeah. Like, that. it's just so odd that your brain can just change its mind and be like, nope, you're right, it was yellow. Mm -hmm. Like, it can completely change the image if you accept that misinformation. Yeah. But that also has to relate to personality, too. Yes. Well, a lot of things do. Depending on who you are, your brain's going to either take in the misinformation or reject the misinformation. or You know, everyone's different. Exactly. That makes it that much more fascinating. That so many people, well, maybe they were all the same type of person. Or it was just that convincing. Yeah. True. This fact that people can truly like believe misinformation that it changes their actual memory is why in court an attorney can object to quote leading questions that suggest a specific answer so that's why and i i when i was younger when i would watch like court shows and stuff i was like what are you calling an objection for he just asked a question like yeah but it's it's the wording so the question did you see the red van that's very suggestive because you're placing it there, right? Because yeah. you said the red van. But if you said, did you see a red van, that isn't because you're not placing a red van there. Mm-hmm. It's just the minute details completely change how suggestive it is. Because the red van is means it was there. one red van. Well, and a, a red, red van, van is, is very, old. yeah, it's very uh, broad. Wow. So... If you ask someone how tall a person was, it's different than asking them how short the person was. So, like, it's... You wouldn't think that that would create different responses, but it does. Because if you say, how short was he? You already imagine that he's short, right? Yeah. But if you say, how tall was he? He could be any height. Mm -hmm. I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) I just find this so interesting. The concept of filling in the blanks, also known as confabulation... It affects our memories. Um, When the brain is trying to fill in the missing gaps in a certain memory in order to recreate them and to make sense of them, that's when that happens. While confabulation is not, like, lying on purpose, it is very common, and it can cause us to remember specific details of an event that never existed. 
Mm-hmm. Confabulation does tend to intensify as we age because you're we're not actively thinking about all the things. But also as you age, your brain begins yes. to... Because there, even though we don't know much about the brain, it's hard to imagine that it's limitless and how much data it could store because it is a computer of sorts Mm -hmm. it's a biological computer which means that it's made out of biochemicals but and matter but i can't see that it is an unlimited it can't can't just be the maximum storage like it your brain technically, I think, starts deteriorating at 25, or at the very least, it doesn't continue growing besides, like, shifting and stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, as you get older, we tend to confabulate. Yay. You um, really enjoy that. Name. I do love that word. Wow. It's going to be my SAT word. Your SAT word of the day. Mm-hmm. With the advent of the digital age, the instances of the Mandela effect affecting large groups of people seems to be increasing, which is natural because if we're able to reach out and speak to more people we can affect more people or find out that everyone's already thinking the same thing so because the internet is such a powerful and instant way to spread all kinds of information around the world there is a huge potential for spreading falsehoods and misconceptions facebook yes (laughs) a study covered over (laughs) fox news Uh (laughs) Mm. sorry (laughs) a study that covered over a hundred thousand stories covered and discussed on Twitter for the last 10 years, came to the shocking conclusion that rumors and hoaxes actually won over the real facts and the truth in over 70% of the cases. Well, yeah, because usually the truth is not as exciting as you wish it would be. And the hoaxes are what gets spread. Yeah, because hoaxes are usually more exciting and thrilling. Yes. So now, a list. A list? A list. Don't look at my paper because it has answers. Oh, okay. Don't. Are you ready? That's why I draw. This is the part where you have to listen and contribute. Have I not been doing so? No, you have been. But this is literally me quizzing you on things. You know how much I love quizzes. Well, it's not like a quiz quiz. You'll see. So, let's talk about Ford. Ford? You know, it is the best in Texas. That's Hannah Chevrolet. Ford is the best oh, in Hannah Texas. Chevrolet will stand by you. Yeah. You're the worst Texan. <laughs> That's why I don't live here anymore. Um, so the Ford logo. Can you picture it in your brain? Mm-hmm. The F for Ford. Mm-hmm. Is it just a regular F? Or does it have a curl on it somewhere? I do believe that it has somewhat... It is a fancy F. It isn't just a F. <laughs> yeah, where's the curl? On the top? I see you no, drawing it. I think it's down here on the bottom. Okay. Actually in the middle. Oh, well, Like it what has about it on the top things? and bottom, but I'm yeah. talking about the middle curly. Ew, no. I was saying that... <laughs> I mean, yes, I did forget the curl in the middle, but I... But does that look wrong to you, or did it look right? No, it looked right. Okay. Because I saw a photoshopped image of it with the straight, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not okay. So, um... It's a fancy F. Yes. That's what I'm going to stick with. It is, a, it is a fancy F, but some people do believe that the middle line of the Ford logo, the F, mm-hmm. is straight, but it actually has a little curl. Yeah. 
So there was a possible explanation. Is It's just that we're used to seeing the letter F without the little curly in the middle. And so that's how we remember it. But and I mean, also, though, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But my Fs, how I write my Fs, are, are not normal. No, they're weird. So that's why I think it isn't as hard right. for me to mm-hmm. imagine a fancy F on four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ford. I have a question. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Do you remember the painting of Henry VIII with a turkey leg? Vaguely. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, you don't. That's not real. Okay. So, well, then, I don't know if it was Henry VIII, but I have seen a painting with a man holding a chicken or a turkey leg. Okay. I also did word that very... Yeah. Suggestive. Suggestively. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of people think that there's a picture of... Henry the Eighth holding a chicken leg. It might or not turkey. be Henry the Eighth, but there is a man with a turkey leg. I know that for a fact. So it's this image. Most people remember him holding a turkey leg. Yeah, like that one. I guess that's an edited one. Yes, that very much. Very is. edited. But a lot of people think that he was holding a turkey leg in this picture, and I will say, I don't think. It's a glove. You see, there's a glove there. So most people might have thought a turkey leg. I think I did vaguely think there was a turkey leg. Really? In that very painting? Yes, like that very painting. I thought there was a turkey leg. Really? But that could have been someone else showing me fake pictures or whatever. But yeah, so also, so there's never been a painting of him with a turkey leg. Yeah. But there are a lot of cartoons depicting him with one. Weird. So people's brains might have crossed the images. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay. So you probably know this one. Are you ready? Hopefully. Darth Vader's famous line. Oh. How does it go? I can't quote it. But it's like, it isn't what people say it is. Yeah. So most people say it's, Luke, I am your father. But that's not right. It's actually, no, I I am am your your father. father. But no and Luke could... Especially with that James Earl Jones yeah, muffled. Exactly. Like I could see why people would think that it's Luke. Because yeah. it's also way more polite for him to be like Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Instead of No. <laughs> um Yeah. So I have another one. Are you ready? Uh-huh. What's the name of the peanut butter with the name that starts with a J? Jiff. It is Jiff. A lot of people remember it as Jiffy. Ew. But I did not know that. Yeah. Some people think that they're mixing the names Jif and Skippy, which is another peanut butter brand. Yeah. And or so Peter Pan. <laughs> no, that does not make Jiffy. <laughs> but so yeah, a lot of people think Jiffy, which I think I used to think Jiffy too. Ew. Maybe I'm from a different Maybe universe. Maybe you're from a different universe. Welcome to my universe. Okay, here's another one that I think you know. The quote from the evil queen from Snow White. In what context? When? About the mirror. Oh. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most fairest of them all? That's wrong. It's magic mirror on the wall. That isn't as fun. Yeah. That isn't as poetic. No. So a lot of people do think it's mirror, mirror, but it's not. It's magic mirror on the wall. I don't know why we think that, but we do. And I think it's... It's also because everyone who quotes it says mirror, mirror. Mm-hmm. So even if you haven't seen Snow White, that's what you would think. Don't watch Snow White. Don't watch that. Anyways, um, <laughs> how do you spell Looney Tunes? I can't spell. I know you can't. I'll, here, I'll, I'll ask you. A or B? L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-O-O-N-E-S 
or L-O-O-N-E-Y-T-U-N-E-S. It's the O-O. It's not. It isn't? It isn't. You would think, especially for it being a cartoon, that it would be like wonky and spell tunes wrong, like how it spells loony. That's wrong. It's T-U-N-E-S. I also thought it was (laughs) T-O-O-N-E-S. Oscar Mayer. Wiener. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to spell? No. Do you know the song? <laughs> My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. How do you spell that part? Meyer. How do you spell it? Um, what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I forgot you're bad at spelling. No, I can't spell. So, most people, I think, I'm not sure if I spelled it correctly M-A-Y? or not. M-A-Y? It is M-A-Y-E-R. Most okay. people think it's M E Y E R. Oh. Yeah. N- not O, oh, but like O H oh. exclamation point. <laughs> I was right without trying. Yeah, good job. Where's New Zealand? It's below Australia. Where? Like on if you're looking right. at a map. <laughs> on the right. Below on the right? Under Tasmania. Okay. So a lot of people claim to remember that New Zealand is located northeast of Australia. No. That's not right. They just don't know <laughs> That's geography. That's pretty wrong. Yeah, it is. Maybe they got it mixed up with Singapore. Maybe, because it is southeastern. Yeah. Like, you're it's... very correct. <laughs> but that's apparently a thing. Um, also, we can't do the Mandela effect without mentioning this one. The Berenstain Bears! Absolutely. Berenstain or Berenstain? Berenstain. It's not. It's mm-hmm. Berenstain. But, and I'm going to get close because I'm, I'm livid. Hello? I grew up. I grew up with the Berenstein Bears on VHS. And I swear it was Berenstein. Not Berenstain. (laughs) I don't know why, but I 100% remember it being E-I-N. Yeah. That's the one that messed me up the most when I first heard it. Because that's how you would spell it. That's how you would spell it in a... Germanic yeah. fashion. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why our brains put that. Maybe. Because, I mean, English is a Germanic language. Yes. So, maybe. English is the bastard child of all languages. Of but all mostly, Germanic languages. Yes. But because in Germany, if you would do Stein, it would be mm-hmm. S-T-E-I-N. Yeah. So. Maybe we just cracked the code. <gasps> We're all Germans. <laughs> no? <laughs> what code do you mean? Like, why are our brains... Be- you don't even have to be German to mix that up. Yeah. But you just know that that's the most natural way of spelling yeah. it. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Something that the article I read had said is... And I'm just going to read a quote. Part of the reasoning behind this common mistake is that in the 1980s... Students were found to be exposed to many misspelled words at school or when communicating. That's my problem. Mm-hmm, or when communicating with other children, which could, could have caused the wrong spelling of the name to have stuck in their memories from back then, end quote. Basically, they say your teachers didn't know how to spell. Your friends didn't know how to spell. This is why you remember it wrong. 
So that's my actual that's problem. It. Your teachers just never <coughs> knew how to spell correctly, so you never learned. I mean, not true, but... One of the most famous instances of the Mandela effect is that of Shazam. Shazam? Do you know Shazam? I've heard of Shazam. Okay, do you re- remember who was in Shazam? Nope, but I remember it. <laughs> So, a large majority of the people who grew up in the 90s believe that they've seen a movie titled Shazam, starring the comedian Sinbad in the role of the genie. Yeah? I, we're a little too young. Yeah. I mean, I know the talents. I'm just joking. No. Uh, no, I don't know who would play the genie. Okay. So, Shazam actually isn't a real movie. <gasps> at all. What? But... There is a children's movie from 96 yeah. called Kazam. Okay. And it's Shaq. Shaq is the genie. Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Stop it. Yes. Ew. <laughs> so the possible reason for this false collective memory is that Sinbad did take part in several family films in the 90s. Yeah. And one of them has a Kazam preview on its VHS release. Interesting. So people like put them together. Yeah, okay. Um, and Shazam is a common like Shazam. Like yeah. we we've heard that word and uh, it sounds so similar to Kazam that yeah. their brain just took all of these little parts and threw them together. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Also Zoom. That was awesome. Another one of his movies called House Guest pictured Sinbag coming out of a post box. Which, it, it does slightly resemble a genie coming out of a magic lamp. So, some people think that could have been a part. Also, the comedian did dress up as a genie at an event he hosted in those years. Which is another another possible association with his role as a genie in the non-existent movie Shazam. In the non-existent movie Shazam. Okay, this next one. I kind of squealed whenever I was writing my notes yesterday, and I told you I would tell you why. Oh, you wrote it down, too. This one got me. Oh, no. Gremlins. Okay. Did you ever watch Gremlins? Uh, once. Oh, then you might not know this one, but this one got me. The Gremlins movie was first released in 1984, Uh and since then, it has become a cult classic. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the evil, the main evil Gremlin? No. No? Okay. So, Sorry, I suck. If you would have asked me before I researched this yesterday, okay, I would have told you his name was Spike. Right. Okay. It's not Spike, which a lot of people think it's Spike. Uh, for a lot of people, I'm assuming you. His name is Stripe. Stripe Spike? No. <laughs> it's just Stripe. But like, yes, they sound similar, but Spike would... Hmm. <laughs> I so thought his name was Spike. That's weird. His name is Stripe, people. Ew. Okay. I'm sorry I'm not as upset as I don't know. Curious George. I love Curious George. Is he a monkey or is he an ape? He is an ape. Why? Because he doesn't have a tail. You're right. Uh, that was my question, was does he have a tail? Which a lot of people do remember him having a long tail. Well, he does hang a lot. From yeah. The, like from his, with his arm? Yeah. And from his feet. But, yeah, a lot of people think he has a tail, but he's never been shown with a tail in the books, in the movies, in the TV show, nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was exposed to that a lot because my mom was a second grade teacher. And the big movie came out. I remember when that came out. I never went and saw it, though. Didn't, like, Will Ferrell voice the yellow hat guy? I have no idea. 
I have weird random knowledge. Um, another big Mandela effect that a lot of people know about is Sex in the City. Mm-mm. I was too young to ever watch Sex in the City. My aunt was really into it. Mm-hmm. Did you know it's not titled Sex in the City? Isn't it Sex and the City? It is Sex and the City. A lot of people think it's Sex in the City. But it's Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason our brain does that is because it just makes more grammatical sense yeah. to be Sex in the City. Yeah. It's Anyways. more sultry. Mm-hmm. Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Whoa. talk about her. We were just talking about sex in the city Oof. and now Mother Teresa. Sorry. Ooh. I didn't mean to. So, many people today believe that the famous Catholic nun and missionary Mother Teresa was canonized by the Pope back in the 1990s when she was still alive. Hmm. The truth is, she was declared a saint by Pope Francis on September 4th, 2016. So, a lot of people thought she was already canonized way before that. Yeah. Well, she should have been. Yes. Neil Armstrong. <laughs> a lot of people don't remember that he died. Was it really publicized? I'm not sure. But or people get him mixed up with Buzz. Yeah. He passed away in 2012. Yeah. And a lot of people just did not know. They think he was still going. When was when did Michael Jackson die? Ooh, you you think he might have been overshadowed? Yeah. Because another person was really overshadowed. 2009 so let's see let's see who died in 2012 Whitney Houston yeah that would make that would probably be the biggest out of all of these yeah Michael Clark Duncan that's sad yeah so Whitney Houston probably overshadowed Neil that's a very good point I wouldn't have thought of that yeah yeah okay um this one sadly I already know the Lindbergh baby case. Yeah. A lot of people believe or remember the baby going missing and it being a cold case and them never finding the baby. They didn't really publicize that though Mm-mm. because so, it was so it was, bad. It upset a lot of America because yeah. it was like America's golden baby. But um, in case you didn't know, which you know, but yeah. our listeners don't know. When the 20-month-old baby of the aviator Charles Lindbergh was kidnapped back in 1932, the story became a really big media sensation. Like I said, it was the golden baby of America. A lot of people believed that the case remained unsolved, but the fact is that the body of the toddler was found about two months later, and the kidnapper and the killer was caught and sentenced to death. Um, And there's a lot more going into that, like... They think that he actually died, like, when they first picked him up and that they could have dropped him and, you know, all that. And so there's way more on that case if you want to look it up. Yeah. Um, Sally Fields' Oscar acceptance speech. This, um, I don't really know Sally Field because she was before our time, really. Um, But you might have heard the most famous lines from an Oscar acceptance speech that was made by her where she said, you like me, you really like me. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah, that's not what she said. What? She never said that. Whoa. She said uh, she won the award in 1985 for the movie Places in the Heart. She said, I can't deny the fact that you like me. Right now, you like me. I so like it's the other. similar. I like the other one better. <laughs> yeah, it's similar, but she never said, you like me, you really like me, that which I've heard. <laughs> like, I, I think they might have, like, I think they might have, like, reproduced that in different movies or in, like, yeah. 
like when people parody it or something like that. So I think that's another reason why that sticks in our brain so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Lucy. Do you know the famous line that Lucy's husband would say? Lucy, I'm home. That one. There's another one, though, when she would mess up something. Lucy, you got some splaining to do. Oh. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't the line. I mean. (laughs) So, Lucy, you have some splaining to do was never uttered in the series, ever. That would I would hope not. Yeah. No offense. That's kind of rude. Well, instead, Ricky was filmed saying, splain that if you can, and Lucy, splain. But he's never said, you got some splaining to do, which I've heard a lot. I mean, my Aunt Kathy says it. Yeah, so that <laughs> Maybe never happens. that's where we get it from? I don't know. Okay, you're going to hate these because okay, cool. the next three are about spelling. Well, you know. How do you spell Skechers? S-K-E-T. I'll stop you there. There's no T. It's how you would think it's spelled, but without a T. Okay. Skechers. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> S-K-E-C-H-E-R-S. Skechers. Okay. Skechers. How do you spell... Febreze. Are you writing it? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I'll just tell you. Most people think it's spelled F-E-B-R-E-Z-Z. No, B-R-E-E-Z. It's just one E? It's just one E. Okay. I put an I instead of a D. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fruit Loops. Similar to Looney Tunes. Is it F-R-O-O-T Loops or F-R-U-I-T? Which way did you think? It's the OO, right? It is the OO. I just remember so, I just remember those four that, because as a kid, I would always be like, why is the pink one not up there? Oh, because they have the green, the purple, the blue, and the yellow. Yeah, and I was like, no, it should be blue and pink because blue and pink are the best colors. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So maybe that's another reason we thought Looney Tunes has the OO because Fruit yeah. Loops does in... We were watching Looney Tunes while eating cereal, most likely, like, in the mornings. My parents didn't really like Looney Tunes. I mean... I would watch PB and J Otter. Oh, same. Roly Poly Oli? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know Fruit of the Loom? Yeah, Can the you t- underwear one? Yeah, do you know what the logo looks like? It has the apple. It has the grapes. It has... It's a fruit basket. Right? A basket? Or it's just fruit. There's no basket, but it's just yeah. fruit. So it is just fruit, but a lot of people remember that there's a cornucopia with fruit coming out of it. What is this? The Hunger Games? I thought there was a cornucopia. There's not enough room to put a cornucopia. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, it's just a pile of fruit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, C-3PO from Star Wars. Star Wars. You know who he is? Yeah. You know that boy? What color is he? he he's bronze. Gold. Yeah. Is he all gold? Yes. Nope. <laughs> uh, his right <laughs> leg is silver below the knee. Why? Fashion. <laughs> Repairs. <laughs> um, Tom Cruise in Risky Business. You know that famous scene where he comes sliding out yeah. and singing Old Town Rock and Road? Yeah. Rock and Road. Rock and old Time Rock and Roll. Okay. What is he wearing? He's wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. He's wearing some underwear. He's mm-hmm. wearing sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, sunglasses. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. 
he's not wearing sunglasses. Oh. <laughs> so you were right. A lot of people remember him wearing his Ray-Bans, which is when people recreate that scene, like parodying it, yeah. they wear sunglasses. But he never wore sunglasses. Okay. Um, the common mistake is most likely due to the movie poster where he is pictured with sunglasses. Yeah. That's but in the actual it. movie, he's not. Yeah, I could see that. You know the famous line from Silence of the Lambs where he goes, Hello, Clarice. <laughs> he never says that. <laughs> he does say that. With a nice Chianti. <laughs> he actually just says, Good morning. Good morning. Yep, just like that. But um, people say the reason for this misconception is the melodic tone that Hannibal Lecter uses every time he says the name Clarice, which is what made it stick in people's memory. (laughs) I've also only seen the movie once, and then after that I was like, no more! Right. (laughs) It's too much. Okay, Cruella DeVille. Is it spelled D-E-V-I-L-L-E or D-E-V-I-L? It's, it's just cruel devil. Yeah. So most people think devil. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't there like a car or something? Yeah, with her license plate. No, I mean like an actual car in real life that has spelling similar. Yes, there is. So I think I th- that's my personal belief of mm. why people remember it wrong. Yeah. What is, is it called like a Seville or? Well, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I thought there was a car that's spelled similarly to how people believe it's spelled mm-hmm. and that's wrong. If you know which car I'm talking about, tell me because I could, I'm just dumb. Um, the Mr. Rogers theme song. How's it go? Would you like to be my neighbor? Just the beginning. It's a beautiful day. Do you know? No, it's a wonderful day. So most people think it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful, whatever. It's actually, it's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Slight difference. It's not wonderful. I couldn't, well, A, I didn't know if you were suggesting me something. Oh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't trust you, for one thing. <laughs> I mean, I have done it before, beautiful, so. Beautiful, They were the same syllables, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to fall for it. <laughs> Even though I think it's beautiful, I'm just going to go with something else. <laughs> but yeah, so in uh, the neighborhood, in this neighborhood, the Flintstones, it is Flintstone, not Flintstone. I think we were all just lazy. Yeah, we just forget the tea <laughs> sometimes. But it is Flintstone. Oh, we are we are nearing the end. This is a long list. I'm sorry. Okay. Mr. Monopoly. Mm. Do he has a monocle? No. You're right. That's he don't. the peanut guy. That is the peanut guy. So a lot of people, we already kind of talked about it. Yeah, peanut, bo- peanut boy. Mr. Only Planter. Why is because I was in a huge argument, a huge debate. Really? With this other person who swore up and down he had a monocle. And I was like, no. And he goes, did you not eat at McDonald's? And I was like, no. I just like Monopoly. <laughs> You're thinking of the peanut guy. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then we had to look it up. And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're right. Uh, Pikachu. 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 His tail. A lot of people Ooh. remember it having a black zigzag on the end. Maybe. I don't know. There's not one. Okay. <laughs> it is all yellow. Yellow. 
which I think I used to think there was like it could have been a shadow. True, I think I used to think there was like a block at the end of it, but mm-hmm. I think I think that might be Pichu or like you yeah. know a variation, but I don't know. Um, Kit Kat. How's it spelled? K I T Karma or dash. K A T. Nope, there is no dash. Oh. It is just Kit Kat. K I T K A T. No space, no dash. Huh. Um, what is the snack that is cheesy and square baked crackers? Cheese it. You're right. It is cheese it. Most people think it's cheese its with a Z. Or maybe not most people, but some people think it's cheese its. Um, maybe because there's multiple. <laughs> it isn't just one cheese. But they imagine the Z, <coughs> a Z, not just an S. Zs are cooler than Ss. Obviously. All right, last. One. What color is chartreuse? It's a yellow. You're right. It's a yellowish, greenish. It's a disgusting color. A lot of people, for some reason, think that it's magenta pink. Those kids are uncultured swines. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. Some people think chartreuse is a magenta, but no, it's a green, yellow, yucky kind of. It was very popular in the 70s and 60s. Yes. And it was it's an awful color. It's absolutely disgusting and it should not exist. What if someone's favorite color is chartreuse and you're just wrecking and them? And they need to change. I'm just joking. <laughs> no, they can have their own life. I'm just saying it's an awful color. It's there is there's a store in Se- Seguin that Seguin? Yeah, uh Sequin that Seguin. is called Vogue Shoes and oh. the wall of that um establishment yeah is chartreuse and it is awful is it painted chartreuse or is it like fabric lined on the wall no it's on the outside so it's like laminate oh so it's that plastic yeah 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 because it wasn't tile it isn't what we usually see like the concrete sort of thing Mm -hmm. it's like that weird uh laminate tile sort of thing on the outside yeah Huh. Plastic. I don't know. It's bad, though. Whatever it is. Wow. Well, chartreuse. that's it for what I'm covering for the Mandela Theory. There are so many more. I found a website that said something about, like, a list of 400. And I was like, there's no way I could cover all of this. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah. Uh, I did know a lot of those. But there were some, like, the Gremlin one that just really just got caught you. me off guard. That's bad. Like, I want to text my mom. <laughs> I'm going to text my mom. It's Stripe, not Spike. Actually, I'm going to call her so she can't look it up. Hello? Hey, I have a question for you for the podcast. Uh, okay. And you're not allowed to look it up, okay? Okay. What is the bad guy Gremlin's name? Spike. It is not Spike. I thought it was Spike. It's Stripe. Right? Yeah. I thought for sure it was Spike. It's not. It's crazy. Mandela effect. Wait. Ah. No. I, that's so crazy. Yeah, that one got us too. I thought for sure it was Spike. Yeah. I can go over this list with you later. Okay. Cool beans. Alright. I love you. Love you. Bye. 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 This episode is featuring mom. <laughs> 
But yeah, so those those were just some of the Mandela Effect things that I thought were interesting. And I'm sh- sure you can go way more into, you know, the brain and why and all that fun stuff. But I just didn't have the time. And science. Yeah. So I drew... I saw pink. Paranormal. <gasps> okay, paranormal. Paranorman. So I drew paranormal and that is hard because yeah. most of the paranormal activity happened in like the 1800s and then you get all of the cool stories in the 80s and then you make all the movies in the 90s and yeah you don't have this like haunting of someone who died in the 2000s being like leave britney alone <laughs> in the afterlife yeah <laughs> side story uh, so we had door deckers because, uh-huh. uh, whenever I lived in Linney, um, on campus of TLU, uh-huh. we had famous 90s, early 2000s famous people. logos yeah. and mine was Harry Potter. Uh-huh. My roommate, one of my roommates had Oreos. Another one had, I don't know, uh, goldfish or Whatever. And Beatrice had that picture of the scene of the ugly... Of, of the this, guy, of the person crying saying, <laughs> Did you yeah. pick those? Or no, no. That's great. It was picked for her. It was great. That's wonderful. <laughs> so. I remember that. Mm. I tried to find different sto- paranormal stories. I even dabbled into lore a little bit mm-hmm. and I really couldn't find anything right but I did find I came up with a very creative okay perspective uh, I like that I like creative yeah so I'm covering chain mail okay all right yeah and then I found a creepy pasta that is very famous, and you might have already read it or not, that I will get to. I will say, I have read some creepypasta, but I never went through a creepypasta phase. Oh, I did. No, I never did. So I'm, I'm still in it. <laughs> I might not have. Okay. Like, I really have barely read yeah. any. It's one of those that's now archived, kind of like, uh, like Slenderman. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited because... Not gonna lie, I am one of the people who like feel bad for not like participating in chainmail or like the if you don't share this to however many people, this is gonna happen to your family or stuff. So I'm the type of person who I have shared things that are like, this is the dog of protection. You are saved <laughs> by chainmail. Yeah, like, I am the type of person who's like that dog protected me. <laughs> like, yeah. Or um. That same dog picture is for immortality. It's so <laughs> it's this like big fat wiener beagle. Right. Dog. I just I needed to be I needed to be protected by the puppo and I believe yeah. in sharing one instead of all. So do you remember receiving chain mail when chain mail was really popular? One hundred percent. I still get some from like older people. Yeah. Like but, but those are... Like, I remember, like, scary ones. Real. Yeah. Like, if you don't share this, the girl will show up at the end yes. of your bed, sort of. Yeah, and I was always afraid because Me too, there was so I shared them. sliver of possibility that that's gonna happen, right. and I don't want that to happen. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So, 
maybe all those hauntings happened because your them mom on. didn't pass on <gasps> chain mail. Mom, you're the reason that we had a haunted house because you didn't share the chain mail. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Exactly. So I remember the last chain mail I ever sent. Oh, okay. And it's because I was hella embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was towards the end, but I did still have my impression. Uh-huh. And I I received a text message because chain mail didn't just end with the email. It went also to It went to text. Yeah, yeah, it went to direct text messages. And people would like make pictures with emojis and you had yeah. to share or not emojis, what were they? Emoticons at the time. Yeah. So like it would just be a mess. Yeah, and um, I received this message, and you had to send it to 10 or 15 people, whatever, and it was a scary one. It was one of the girls, but the girl in that message, apparently, was going to come and tap on my window, and I had rose bushes outside my window. You still do. I know. They've scared me. (laughs) And it was a really windy night, so it was tapping on my window, and I was like, ah, she's here. i got to send it to 15 people. And I sent it to my crush at the time, ballsy of me, (laughs) but I don't even think I even realized who it was. I was just sending them to all of the kids my age in my phone, which was very little. Right. Um, It's like, how do I send this to 10 people (laughs) if I only know two? Right? Just sends them (laughs) 10 times Mm -hmm. each. Um, And he messaged me back and he said, may you please not send me these anymore. Aww. I'm pretty sure I've done that to people, though. Yeah. But the fact that he responded and said that to me mortified me. So I said, I will die at the hands of this murderer. (laughs) It's worth it. Oh, God. That was the last one I ever said. Like you opened the window. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's time. Take me away. (laughs) Exactly. Spirit me away. Uh-uh. No, I... mm So I have a couple examples for you that came from our time. Oof. I want that. you to describe these to our listeners. Okay. So it says, tag, you're it. This is a sexy train. If you receive this, it means you're freaking sexy. Dot, 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 dot. Not even an ellipsis that has extra dot. If you get this back, you're even sexier. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Send this to 10 people, dot, 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 dot. Don't break it, exclamation, exclamation, dot, 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 dot. (laughs) Good luck. And then what the person (laughs) has done is they've used the uh, underscore to make, like, lines and at symbols to make... To spell out sexy. To spell out sexy vertically. Like in big letters, the bright pink... (laughs) So it's a truly a work of art. I think one day we will share that. We need to share this to our Instagram yeah, we when do. we release this. Um, so I'm going to read this to you. Okay. That, but that. I, I am going, this is a scary one that was sent. I even remember receiving this. Oh, I might know this one. Um, but it does have some pretty dark content. So I'm going to, I'm going to add funny things. Where it gets dark. Just go. Fart noise. (laughs) So it's entitled, A Scary Way to Break Up. Star, 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 star. I don't believe this, but I got chill bumps. (laughs) (laughs) Chill bumps. Dot, 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 dot. 
all in caps, a scary way to break up, a lot of exclamation points, do not, that's also uh, uppercase, now it's lowercase, stop reading this or something bad will happen, a lot of exclamation points. One day, Sarah, <laughs> yes, that's my name, was walking home from school when her boyfriend drove by and honked at her to get in. She got in his car and he drove her to the lake. Her boyfriend said he was going to tell her something very important. Sarah could have sworn he was going to propose. However, he flicked her off, pushed her, <laughs> pushed her in the lake and yelled, I am breaking up with you, you awful unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 you gotta stop. Uh, why are we so cringy? That's the first thing that came to my brain. I just want to picture this guy. Shove. I am breaking up with you, you disgusting unicorn. Uh-huh. And the sad thing is, People talked like that. Yeah. <laughs> the scenes. Anyways, continue. I hate you, and I think that maybe you should just end your career life, dumb unicorn. What? Are you making any of that up? No. Uh, well, only the the really bad part. <laughs> they put okay. in the dots, so then they didn't actually say those things. They didn't say career. So, no, they didn't say career. Okay. Um... He laughed and drove off. It was a very cold day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that those were two different sentences. Yeah, yeah. Sarah climbed out of the lake, freezing, cold, and feeling the worst she had in her entire life. Same. She got home, went in a hot bath, and slit her unicorn <laughs> and flew off on a rainbow. Oh, so you're making up. Parts. Yeah, because I'm not going to put that in my podcast. Yeah, so y'all can derive. Her parents yelled and screamed at her to get out until they finally broke the door down because she was in the uh, bathroom because she took a bath and then went to unicorn land. They saw no body, but the entire bathroom was dripping with her blood. She's a vampire unicorn. <laughs> My name is Ebony Darkness <laughs> Dementia Raven Way. Her mom went insane and joined her in the unicorn world three days later. Her dad is in prison, accused of their murder. But really and truly, they just jumped on a rainbow. Later that week, Sarah's ex-boyfriend was taking a shower. Then she came from the drain, dazzling, with a razor in her hand and said, Goodbye, Jason. And then he screamed. If you do not repost this... With a title, uh, One Scary Way to Break Up, I read that as an I instead of a one. Right. And so I was like, I scary way to break up. <laughs> you are heartless. You are a heartless unicorn. And Sarah come to you in the shower from the drain and will kill you the same way she killed her boyfriend. 24 people have broken this chain and died. You have 13 minutes. See, that's what would scare me when I was younger. I was like, 24? <laughs> I don't know, 24 people. Um, another one. A really scary way to lose your ability to see. You really should read this because it's important for everyone to read this. All in caps. Don't read this unless you can handle being scared. Oof, thanks for the warning, dude. You can't handle the truth. 
One day, Sarah. Yes, that's my name again. Wait, so this is another one? Why yes. are they all about Sarah? I don't know. Everyone's like name is Sarah. <laughs> Sarah was minding her business, surfing the internet. That was a first. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Booking a flight to Maine, where her father was ill. <laughs> okay. Dad, I didn't know you were in Maine. She... Or ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, cedar fever, too. Mm. As she pointed and clicked, she started to smell something burning. She ran around the house, but failed to find the source. As she sat back at her computer desk, she noticed that the smoke was actually coming from the computer. Oh, no. She panicked and started running around her house, packing her... What? I'm going to read this, and I'm not going to change anything. She panicked and started running around her house, packing her children into a briefcase as she dialed 911 on the cell phone. What she the swung heck? open the front door and there it was. An estranged ostrich was sitting on her front porch <laughs> drinking wine and smoking a cigar. Startled and violently it violently pecked at Sarah in both of her eyes until she couldn't see. I'm having a fever dream. <laughs> Blinding her for life. Her children started screaming. From ostriches. The <laughs> ostriches take children screaming as a sign of food. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the sound of my food being perfectly cooked. <laughs> so, the fierce beast ate all of the children. And blood, the was, blood was dripping everywhere. If you don't send this to at least 10 people in the next minute, your computer. Your computer will begin to smoke and set your house on fire, and an ostrich will eat your children and peck out your eyes. If you send this to 20 people, you'll still have your sight. However, the ostrich will eat your children, and possibly any cute pets like kittens or puppies that are living in your house. If you send this to 30 people, you'll die, eventually and inevitably. 295 people have gotten AIDS by not sending it to 30 people. You have one minute. That one's just troll. Yeah, that one's pretty awful. That one's pretty bad. Oof, not as bad as the unicorns. Um. Well, I mean, like, it was bad writing. Yeah, you apparently packed your children in your briefcase. And the sounds of children screaming means food time for ostriches. <laughs> Who's sitting on your front porch with wine and a cigar. Mm-hmm, obviously. And then there's another one with a hand made out of emoticons. Ooh, you have see. been bee-slapped. You are now officially my B. So this is now the B movie. I love with me. Jerry Seinfeld. I ain't never gonna stop loving you. B. B. You are now playing the B slapping game. Rules repost this and get your own B's before they are all taken by me. N. You. The letter. The letter can't slap me back. I'm yo B. Oof. <laughs> That was a rough one. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, and that's where I was going to show you the text messages. So, the beginning of chain mail is hard to pinpoint in history since exchanging mail and messages began when the written language was first developed. However, in the early 20th century, there was a boom in superstitious chain letters causing there to be billions of chain letters being circulated around the world. A man by Daniel W. Van Arsdale has spent many years studying chain letters and the history of when chain mail truly began. This particular paper that I am referencing was written in 1998 and was revisited in 2002, which was basically the prime time of chain mail. Yeah, early 2000s. In our generation. But 
Van Arsdale used a sample of 522 dated letters, most of which came from the early 20th century, so around 1900. Mm -hmm. However, according to his archive, the first documented letter that we have on file in his database dates back to 1888, which would make sense because the informal spiritualist movement Mm -hmm. began to lose traction around the 1880s, allowing there to be a more formal spiritualist organization and other organizations to be developed because the spiritualist movement went into the 20s of 1900, so 1920s. The 1920s. Thank you for your help because <laughs> uh, I apparently can't talk. So Van Arsdale, stu- his study um, had him sort out the main different types of letters into eight different categories of chain letters slash mail. Okay. So there's the piety section, which God wrote these letters, and due to that, you will be protected if you partake in the Sabbath. The good doggo. And these letters also began to be reprinted in World War II, but they're not necessarily chain letters because they didn't ask other people to print out more and for them to be sent out to more people. So the first one really began with the luck letters and these fed off of the superstitious parts of our minds and if you would pass them on to more people or print out more and pass out to more people these would promise of good luck and good fortune and they were also usually religiously based a lot of these were back in the early 1900s right then there's the third category which is charity and these are wanting people to raise money for different charities and bring awareness to other people and it they would usually say if you pass on this message god will bear witness on your good deed and will bless you and your family gotcha but these also came to bring out the self-terminating portion of the letter so only a certain amount of people need to get this letter so only Send this to 10 people exactly um and then you have petitions which are kind of their own mm-hmm. section They just need enough signatures, and usually they're politically based. The first main political petition chain letter began in 1912, so it's kind of its own little entity. So then money, these threads would ask the recipient to spend money or send money to prior senders, Mm -hmm. claiming that the receiver would also later benefit the same way they had in their future. Yeah, it's a pass it on sort of deal. Yeah, and the first one was... Or originated in the U.S. during the 30s, and it was the send a dime letter because it was during um, the Great Depression. Send a dime and you'll receive a dime and many more dimes, hopefully. So then there was the exchange letter or mail type, which started in the 1930s, modeling themselves around the send the dime chain letter. Mm -hmm. And this would ask the recipient to send prior senders small objects like a postcard or recipes or That's different cool. things like that so mm-hmm. a sense of community sort of yeah and then the parody archetype <laughs> yes <laughs> you um, just got b-slapped <laughs> yeah um they would these <laughs> these parodies would title themselves send a pint or the wife exchange Oof. because they were modeling themselves after send a dime 
and these would mainly consist of office humor and did not stress to be distributed out into the public, but they were like, hmm, you're a bee if you don't, you know? Right. And then the chain email is what we have kind of today because they're still going, and then you also have Facebook, and then you also have Twitter, and you have all of these things. And what's funny is that, like, no one our age really sends those anymore. It's a no. lot of older people. Well, I mean, they grew up with it because yeah. it was in letter paper format. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a whole database full. That's and crazy. it's still growing. He's yeah. still wanting people to send them. So I'm going to read you a creepypasta because I did pull paranormal. I'm ready for this. And so it's, it's, it's a trip. This was posted on April 10th in 2013. And the submission, according to the creepypasta.org site, was by Creepypasta Indexer. But I don't know if that's actually who wrote it or if it's just who been archived. archived it. Yeah. So it's called The Curious Case of Smile.jpg. I think I might know this one. Well, I'm going to read it to you anyways. But, like, I don't know it well if I do. Yeah. But I had an image pop in my head, but I don't know if it's the right one, but we'll see. So I'm going to read just... Right off the page. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I am this person now. I first met in person with Mary E. in the summer of 2007. I had arranged with her husband of 15 years, Terrence, to see her for an interview. Mary had initially agreed since I was not a newsman, but rather an amateur writer gathering information for a few early college assignments and if all went according to plan, some pieces of fiction. We scheduled the interview for a particular weekend when I was in Chicago on unrelated business, but at the last moment, Mary changed her mind and locked herself in the couple's bedroom, refusing to meet me. For half an hour, I sat with Terrence as we camped outside the bedroom door, I listening and taking notes while he attempted to fruitlessly to calm his wife. The things Mary said made little sense, but fit into the pattern I was expecting. Though I could not see her, I could tell from her voice that she was crying, and more often than not, her objections to speaking with me centered around an incoherent diatribe on her dreams, her nightmares. Terence apologized profusely when he ceased the exercise. I did my best to take it in stride. Recall that I wasn't a reporter in search of a story, but merely a curious young man in search of information. Besides, I thought at the time, I could perhaps find another similar case if I put my mind and resource to it. Mary E. was Sysop of a small Chicago-based bulletin board system in 1992 when she first entered or first encountered Smile JPG, and her life changed forever. She and Terrence had been married for only five months. Mary was one of an esteemed 400 people who saw the image when it was posted as a hyperlink on the BBS, though she is the only one who has spoken openly about the experience. The rest have remained anonymous, for they are perhaps dead, no one knows. In 2005, when I was only in 10th grade, Smile JPT was first brought to my attention by my weird interest in the web-based phenomena. 
What's up? Can you show me how it's spelled? Smile. Dot. Smile JPG. Okay, so most people call that JPEG. Right, but just, just Okay. I will do what everyone else does. In 2005, when I was only in 10th grade, Smile JPEG was first brought to my attention by my weird interest in web-based in the web-based phenomena. Mary was the most often cited victim of what is something referred to as Smile dog. The beginning smile JPEG is reputed to display. What caught my interest, other than the obvious macabre elements of the cyber legend and my proclivity towards such things, was the sheer lack of information, usually to the point that people don't believe it even exists other than as a rumor or hoax. It is unique because through the entire phenomenon, centers around a picture file. That file is nowhere to be found on the internet. Certainly many photo manipulated simulacra letter litter the web, showing up with the most frequency on sites such as the image board 4chan, particularly the X-focused paranormal subboard. It is suspected that these are fakes because they do not have the effect the true smile JPEG is believed to have, namely sudden onset temporal lobe epilepsy, and acute anxiety. This purported reaction in the viewer is one of the reasons that phantom-like smile JPEG is regarded with such disdain, since it is patiently absurd, though, depending on whom you ask, the reluctance to acknowledge smile JPEG's existence might be just as much out of fear as it is out of disbelief. Neither smile JPEG nor smile dog is mentioned anywhere on Wikipedia, though the website features articles on such other perhaps more scandalous shock sites such as goats hello JPEG or two girls one cup. Any attempt to create <laughs> right what <laughs> any attempt to create a page uh, pertaining to Smile JPEG is summarily deleted. Ooh, I don't like that. By any of the encyclopedia's many admins. Encounters with Smile JPEG are the stuff of internet legend. Mary E.'s story is not unique. There are unverified rumors of Smile JPEG showing up in the early days of Unset, and even one persisted, persistent tale that in 2002, a hacker flooded the forums of humor and satire website. Something awful with a deluge of Smile Dog's pictures, rendering almost of the forum's users at the time epileptic. It is also said that in the mid to late 90s that Smile JPEG circulated the on unset and as an attachment of a chain email with a subject like, Smile! God oh, loves you! Yet That's horrible. Right? Yet, despite the huge exposure these stunts would generate, there are very few people who admit to having experienced any of them, and no trace of the file or any link has ever been discovered. Those who claim to have seen Smile JPEG often weakly joke that they were far too busy to save a copy of the picture or anything to their hard drive. However, all alleged victims offer the same description of the photo. A dog-like creature, usually described as appearing similar to a Siberian Husky, illuminated by the flash of a camera, sits in a dim room. 
the only background detail visible being a human hand, extending from the darkness near the left side of the frame. The hand is empty, but is usually described as beckoning. Of course, most attention is given to the dog, or dog creature, as some victims are more certain than others about what they claim to have seen. The muzzle of the beast is reputedly split with a wide grin, revealing two rows of very white, very straight, very sharp, and very human-looking teeth. Mm-mm, I don't like it. <laughs> nope, nope. I don't like the image my brain is making. It's smiling. No. <laughs> this is, of course, not a description given immediately after viewing the picture, but rather a recollection of the victim's Hey, it's kind of like you. Yeah, this kind of ties. What is wrong <coughs> with us? Why I do don't we keep know. doing this? Who knows? I didn't write this. But rather a recollection of the victims who claim to have seen the picture endlessly repeated in their mind's eye during the time they are, in reality, having epileptic fits. <gasps> no! <laughs> like they're having a fit and that's all they're seeing? Yeah. I hate that. Mm -hmm. These fits are reported to continue indeterminably, often while the victims sleep, resulting in very vivid and disturbing nightmares. These may be treated with medication, though in some cases it is more effective than others. Mary E., I assumed, was not uh, was not on effective medication. That was why, after my visit with her apartment in 2007, I sent out feelers to several folklore and urban legend oriented news groups, websites, and mailing lists, hoping to find the name of a supposed victim of Smile JPEG who felt more interested in talking about his experiences. Um, they should say there. Anyways. For a time, nothing happened, and at length I forgot completely about my pursuits. Since I had begun my freshman year of college and was quite busy, Mary contacted me via email, however, near the beginning of March 2008. And this is her email to him. I am incredibly sorry about my behavior last summer when you came to interview me. I hope you understand that it was no fault of yours, but rather my own problems that led me to act out as I did. I realized that I could have handled the situation more decorously. However, I hope you will forgive me. At the time, I was afraid. You see, for 15 years, I have been haunted by Smile JPEG, Smile Dog. It comes to me in my sleep every night. I know that sounds silly, but it is true. There is an ineffable quality about my dreams, my nightmares, that makes them completely unlike any real dreams I have ever had. I do not move and do not speak. I simply look ahead. And the only thing ahead of me is the scene from the horrible picture. I see the beckoning hand. I see Smile Dog. It talks to me. Mm-mm. I thought for a, mo- a long time about my options. I could show it to a stranger, a co-worker. I could even show it to Terrence as much as the idea disgusts me. And what would happen then? Well, if Smile Dog kept its word, I could sleep. Yet, if it lied, what would I do? And who was to say something worse would not come for me if I did as the creature asked? So I did nothing for 15 years. Though I kept the diskette hidden among my, my things, every night for 15 years, Smile Dog has come to me in my sleep and demanded that I spread the word. 
For 15 years I have stood strong, though there have been hard times. Many of my fellow victims on the BBS board where I first encountered Smile JPEG stopped posting. I heard some of them committed suicide. Others remained completely silent, simply disappearing off the face of the web. They are the ones I worry about the most. I sincerely hope you will forgive me, Mr. L. But last summer, when you contacted me and my husband about an interview, I was near the breaking point. I did not care if Smile Dog was lying or not. I wanted it to end. You were a stranger, someone I had no connection with, and I thought I would not feel sorrow when you took the dis the diskette as part of your research and sealed your fate. Before you arrived, I realized what I was doing. I was plotting to ruin your life. Wow. I could not stand the thought, and in fact, I still cannot. I am ashamed, Mr. L, and I hope that this warning will dissuade you from further investigation of Smile JPEG. You may have in time encounter someone who is, if not weaker than I, then wholly more depraved. Someone who will not hesitate to follow Smile Dog's orders. Stop while you are still whole. Sincerely, Mary E. Terrence contacted, me, meh, Terrence contacted me later that month with the news that his wife had killed herself. While cleaning up the various things she had left behind, closing email accounts and the like, he happened upon the above message. He was a man in shambles. He wept as he told me to listen to his wife's advice. He had found the diskette. He revealed and burned it until it was nothing but a stinking pile of blackened plastic. The part that most disturbed him, however, was how the diskette had hissed as it melted, Ew. like some sort of animal, he said. I will admit that I was a little uncertain about how to respond to this. At first I thought perhaps it was a joke, with the couple blatantly playing with the situation in order to get a rise out of me, but a quick check of several Chicago newspapers online obituaries, however, proved that Mary E. was indeed dead. There was, of course, no mention of suicide in the article. I decided that for the last time, I would not further pursue the subject of Smile JPEG, especially since I had finals coming up at the end of May, but the world has odd ways of testing up. Almost a full year after I'd returned from my disastrous interview with Mary E., I received another email, and this is from, I don't know, a, a different person. And the subject of the email is smile. I don't like it. Hello. I found your email address through a mailing list. Your profile said you are interested in smile dog. That's how it's said. I, I have saw it. It is not as bad as everyone says. I have sent it to you here. Just spreading the word. Smile emoji. Mm -mm. <laughs> Don't like it. Yeah, it, the grammatical errors are almost as bad as my reading of big words. The final line chilled me to the bone. According to my email client, there was one file attached, attachment called, naturally, Smile JPEG. I considered downloading it for some time. It was most likely a fake, I imagined. And even if it weren't, I was never wholly convinced of Smile JPEG's peculiar powers. Mary E.'s account had shaken me, yes, but she was probably mentally unbalanced anyways. 
After all, how could a single image do what Smile JPEG was said to accomplish? What sort of creature was it that could break one's mind with only the power of the eye? And if such things were patiently absurd, then why did the legend exist at all? If I downloaded the image, if I looked at it, and if Mary turned out to be correct, if Smile Dog came to me in my dreams demanding I spread the word, what would I do? Would I live with my life as Mary had, fighting against the urge to give in until I died? Or would I simply spread the word, eager to be put to rest? And if I chose the latter route, how, how could I do it? Whom would I burden in turn? If I went through with my earlier intention to write a short article about Smile JPEG, I decided I could attach it as evidence. And anyone who read the article, anyone who took interest, would be affected. Oh my god. And even assuming the Smile JPEG attached to the email was genuine, would I be capricious enough to save myself in that manner? And it ends with a picture of Smile Dog. I'm not looking. I didn't attach it to my phone. Okay. They're like, I'm, I'm not going to look at it. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. So, Smile Dog, you, there's no picture. Like, you can't... No, it was attached to the picture. It oh. was attached to the story. Oh. It just didn't copy and paste with the... Is it scary? I mean, it's a creepy pasta picture. If you know what the fan oh. art or the... Yeah. All of the art is creepy. I feel like I've seen it. I don't yeah. want to see it again, though. I'm not going to lie. Especially not this late at night. It's 10. I'm a chicken. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I'm sitting back up. So that's it. That was a good story. <laughs> Thanks, creepy pasta. Thanks, spooky noodle. So, thanks for listening. This has been the Decade Challenge. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got something in my eye a while ago, and now my eye's super irritated. Gross. Well, thanks for listening. I hope that was interesting. Yeah, we kind of babbled a lot. But that's okay. A really long time. Very. Um, so, let's make the outro short. Yeah. Where is our next location? Idaho. Idaho! Idaho. I have a friend from Idaho. I don't. Oh, my friend Brooke from Baston is from Idaho. Hey, Brooke. Where the potatoes grow. That's why I picked it. Potatoes. I've always liked Idaho because of the potatoes. Well, that's fun. Let's rock, paper, scissors to pick. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I win. Victory for the South. Give. Well, that's fun. So, while she's writing that down... You can follow us on our social media at Aceyota for both Twitter and Instagram. That is A-C-E-A-O-T-A. And if you want to send us your cool stories, you can email it to us at aceyotapodcast at gmail.com. It's spelled the same way, A-C-E-A-O-T-A podcast at gmail.com. Send us literally anything. We would love to hear from you. We are trying to get on top of our Twitter and our Instagram, Um, you know. You know how yeah, no. you know, um, and send Jessica, uh, some stories about Idaho because yeah. she's never been anywhere. If you've been there or if you live there, tell me something cool about it. Um, you can DM us. You can email us. I think DMing would be easiest. Probably on you Twitter. Can send especially. it straight to me if you want to. My information's on our 
Twitter. Like, yeah. you, get, you can find it. So, um, yes, please do that. Uh, share with your friends. Yes, like and leave us a noise Subscribe. on... Yes, follow us on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way where you can rate and subscribe to us and comment for us because that is how you get our message out. The higher the ratings, the more people will hear about us. Or even the lower the ratings, more people will hear us about, you know? Rate is good. Yes, rating. Tell your friends. Especially because if you tell your friends, you'll be able to be like, wow, I I listened to them before they were good. Before they were popular. Basically, she's saying you could be the hipsters. Obviously. Hello. This generation. So, um, that's it. We're going to let you go. It's been a while. So, okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I'm a chicken baby. Ew. So why don't you kill me? A little smile dog will do it for you. I know. You know? Ew. Want to be a dog? <laughs> Rough, you know? I'm sorry, I need to do the draw, and I was gonna practice my body, and I was also like, wait. And then I got, like, infatuated by what you were saying, and then I forgot (laughs) about what was on my screen. Izuku Midoriya. (laughs) Alexa, what is the SAT word of the day? Confabulate. Ew. (laughs) Did I even almost sound like Alexa? No. Or not? (laughs)